morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 1st of October, year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome to yet another episode of the Motown Rundown. A lot of things to unpack today. Let's get the very first thing out of the way. Matthew, I'm very motivated today to talk about the Detroit Lions and their most recent victory over the Arizona Cardinals. Now, it actually has nothing to do with the fact that we won. I could not care less that we actually did because... Ultimately, the trajectory of the season is still the same. But there were a lot of really fun things, a lot of really interesting things that happened on Sunday. Let's get the first one out of the way. This is, uh, we were obviously texting back and forth the entire game. Um, the one thing that I said to you uh, was after Jesse James catches a touchdown pass. So I guess the strategy here is whoever we kind of slander and pick on in any given episode, the next day or the next game, they're going to they're going to do something special. We saw that with Jared Davis against Green Bay, and now we just saw it with Jesse James against Arizona. Try as we like to say anything bad about Matt Patricia, I don't think really anything's going to change. So I'm going to right off the bat, I'm going to ask you this question: Who do you want to target this week? Who needs to have a big game against New Orleans? Ooh, who I, to- I I think uh, maybe someone on the uh, old offensive line you uh, might want to target there. How about we just don't play him? anymore and uh, him as was, correct yeah so i guess to get this out of the way i don't know that there's a full conversation that needs to be had about this uh patricia was asked about him playing guard instead of mm-hmm. right tackle where we signed him to a big contract to play let go of rick wagner by the way because we didn't want to pay someone a lot of money at guard no graham glasgow i'm sorry glasgow is what i meant i'm sorry yes. you're right didn't sign glasgow we should have. In hindsight, I guess, like if we're going to do this with Vitae. Apparently, this was not the plan. I guess that maybe is hopefully not a surprise because that was a disaster. I, I think our offensive line has played pretty well all year. Jonah Jackson, great rookie so far. Yeah. Um, Decker's been playing fine. Frank Ragnow is sensational at center right now. Like, he's like he's like a Dominic Raiola. Yeah, I didn't Dude's love Raiola, but sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like our offensive line right now. I, I think it's, I don't want to say it's impossible to just not let up a sack. I'll just leave it at our offensive line has looked good this year. Vitae, that was really hard. It was rough. It was hard to watch. Um, if memory serves, the holding call at the end, Stafford completes, I believe, that 53-yard pass to Marvin Hall uh, on that final drive. I believe it was Vitae that had the holding call yeah. that pulled it back, correct? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that some sacks. Just he just didn't play well. He was playing out of position. That was his first official game with this team. Um, some slack there. Yeah. So there are a lot of reasons why he didn't perform. But at the same time, the contract that we have him in, and you just move from tackle to guard on the same side of the line, you would think that you don't play that terribly. Translates in some way. I mean, I feel like we know a little bit about. Well, just what understanding, it's like, on like the at line. some point, you should just at least be aware of what the responsibility is next to you. Right. Like executing it is one thing, knowing the responsibilities of it, a whole nother response or a whole nother thing. In that case, maybe he does know all the responsibilities and that's obviously why they would trust him in that position. A hold, you don't, you never want penalties, but you 
kind of take them as they are because sometimes it's just really on the ref to call it. They always say that there's holding on every play. It's just a matter of whether they call it or not. Obviously, in that situation, when you get a 50-yard bomb to Hall in the two minutes um, to the end of the game and whatnot, you can't not throw a flag if it actually was holding. So there's that. Other than that, I don't know. I guess I hope to see him at right tackle again. I don't know why. Maybe Crosby just doesn't see more time. I, I don't I don't know what the plan is with him going forward. The offensive line is just weird right now. Again, playing well for the most part. Just uh, weird with Vitae in there. But who Bring I want back Riley to, Reef is what I would say. I don't even know that I want that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, as for who I want to have a big game against the Saints, I feel pretty obligated to call someone out on defense because I th- I'm praying and we'll get into it a little bit here that our offense will f- pinpoint what they need to do to pick it up uh, against the saints and not. Well, Drew Brees has had a lot of trouble with deep balls. If there's a pass beyond like 10, 15 yards this season so far, he's had a lot of trouble with it. So Let's go that, I guess makes me feel why not? Like, do, I, do we need? Well, no, 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 no. We don't want to just throw names out there. That's not what this. <laughs> also, I guess technically, shouldn't I be doing this? Because I was the one that brought up Jared Davis. I was the one that brought up Jesse James. Not that well, sure, it's not I don't like we jinx all weren't it. thinking it. Exactly. So technically, I should be the one that's doing it. And it has to be a legitimate gripe because actually, you brought up Okuda. Let's just throw it out there. I was. I don't know the last time I was that happy for any player in any professional sport when he got that pick. Yeah. Like, I was, I was genuinely smiling. Like, I was so happy for him. Um, but it has to be someone who it's like you're looking at them like, come on, man, like be better. Um, like, again, with Jared Davis, with with Jesse James, that's what we are feeling. I'm not really feeling with Okuda right now. You have to be a lot, lot better. Um, no, I don't fair. know. I even just threw him. So I guess for context is why I threw him out there. I don't think he needs a pick me up game in the sense of like like the people that called him a bust after the first game and then continue to kind of think that if it's relax, he played. Two of the top, I'll just say five receivers in the NFL. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best. Um, still off that injury, by the way. Yeah. He hasn't played terrible. He's still a great tackler, uh, which is huge. His, his pursuit sometimes is, is difficult or is tough. The one but... thing, you cannot knock him for the Kyler Murray thing. Like that's just it. Almost... Oh, oh goodness, no, goodness, no, no, okay. no, no. But I mean, but but I, what I was gonna follow that up with is he's also against again two of the fastest and shiftiest receivers in football in these last two weeks. So it's like even finding that angle on some guys can be difficult when they're as quick as they are. The Kyler Murray thing with that touchdown, goodness gracious, no, I'm not mad at him at all for that. Okay. Anyone's getting shaken there. I don't care who it is. Well, I mean, he um, didn't look great in that position, but I still don't fault him because no. I, I just don't. It's Kyler Murray. He's going to make you look a little bit silly at times. I want to I want to throw this out there. We'll put a pin in the who do we want to call out thing. I think I already know how I'm going to say. We'll put a pin in it. If somebody comes up, we'll, we'll bring it up. I want to say this because I, I was thinking it the entire game. I thoroughly enjoy a Brady Quinn, Dick Stockton booth. I, like I love them. I actually really the liked that. And I, I loved, respected, and appreciated Brady Quinn with the obligatory, can Kyler Murray see what he's throwing at. Like he said it after I believe pick number or it was an almost interception. Um and it was weird. So that first I'm blanking on who the first interception was. Um it was over the middle, but it was two passes. Deron Harmon caught the That's right. Correct. Yeah. You're right. Um two passes in a row over the middle that get tipped. The first one was like, eh, it could have been picked, but it wasn't there it wasn't gonna happen. The second one was the exact same thing and Harmon was just there. Um, the second one to, I almost said, who was the third pick? Of course it was Okuda. Second pick to Jamie Collins 
was, and I texted you immediately after, the second it left his hand was maybe the worst read I've ever seen in my life. Jamie Collins jumped the route, good for him. But if I could see from all the way up here, you know, um, it was bad. It was a really bad decision. But Matthew, you brought up a point that I thought was a really, really good one. Um, after after we sort of had that exchange in that you maybe, actually, if do you know what I'm talking about? Because I'll just let you say it. Uh, yes, I will try to regurgitate it, I guess, that I could be completely wrong. I, I guess I didn't consider it to be an amazing point. But it felt point. true. It sure. felt true. So, yes, I'll say it. I don't know if maybe Kyler Murray and probably the entire Cardinals team was thinking that they could walk into this game and just steamroll us. Well, because Cliff's comment in their defense looks the exact same felt as if that was it was very a little bit of a so. shot. So that's I, that's that's why I'm saying I think there's more credence to what you're saying. Continue. But I don't even know if that was a shot because it's just I don't think it takes us. Like, you're it's the smartest person in the world. Right. That just that's just true. So yeah. Um, I think that the way they played against us last year, I would tend to say that we lost that game. We tied, but we yes. lost that game more than they uh, earned the comeback. They played well on the comeback, but we kind of make that look easy for a lot of teams. With, I just think that the way that the Cardinals had played up to this point, the way they played against us last year, and their trajectory as a whole, there was probably a lot of cockiness coming into that game, kind of rightfully so. And just, I, I think that Kyler Murray was expecting to, I was exaggerating. I think I said like throw for 500 yards, run for 200. I don't think that was an exaggeration time. at all. I like, I've 100% believed what you were saying. Yeah, I, I just think that, once he threw the first pick, uh, especially when it's a tip, you really want to get that one back because yeah. it's like you know that you probably could have made a better pass, but then it was tipped. So it just looks even worse that it was caught by somebody as opposed to just hit the ground and was tipped. Um, but once he throws the first one and then uh, he wants to come back and do something extra special, throws a second one, and that just keeps continuing where he wants to keep making up for things, obviously as the game went on, I guarantee that he was able to hunker down and just kind of say, like, okay, I need to, we got to win. I can't worry about my stature. Just got to win. Yeah. That's monster speculation. I just, in theory, maybe the Cardinals should have won that game. I think that they are wildly talented and I don't know, but I'm still happy we won. I wasn't excited. Like one, even when Prater's kick went in, I you honestly just kind of like, you know what? Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, we just, we won. You're going when, into the bye week one and three. Like, that's great. Do we want to transition to the Saints preview then? Because I'm 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 almost of... there. Stay with okay. me. I got two more things I want to say about this last game. We're gonna bring back our segment that we introduced in week one called How Hard Can It Be? Or How Difficult Can It Be? I don't recall which one it was. One that I did not prepare you for. Matthew, how hard can it be to put all of your confidence in the idea? that your favorite football team's best player is a punter because I'm not entirely sure that Jack Fox is not the most valuable Detroit lion right now. I'm, I'm kidding a little bit. I was, you're, you shouldn't be like, he just straight up is the best. Like it's not, I'm not trolling. This is not a joke. He is the best player on our team. Yeah. Because he is also embarrassing the rest of the NFL with yes. how good he actually is. Which is, I was going to bring the that up. The very yeah. first game, when Jack Fox looked really good, everyone's like, wow, like Jack Fox looked really good. Maybe we're going to be okay without Sam Martin. Fun. And then yeah. the game against the Packers, he 
obviously had to see the field way more than we would have liked. But every time we got he went out there, we were talking like, I'm actually kind of excited when Jack Fox hits the field because he's going That's, to just, yeah. he's going to look really good. And then the Cardinals game, he just continued to look even better. And then the one where we should have pinned him down, I think inside the 10, uh, but they said that somebody, I'm blanking on who, I think went inside the end zone, didn't reestablish themselves Correct. in the field of play uh, to pin them. So that screwed up his net and he's still light first, years by the way first yeah he's first in net yards per punt and he's first in hang time as well with like 4.5 he's first in every second like something. it's unbelievable yeah. agnew it's insane. jamal agnew is even first in punt return yards right now our great. average punt return which it's is a great transition I not just wanna, a surprise just because jamal agnew has just been a really good return man for us since we we, we, we uh, drafted him and then matt prater i i will always believe in him until he has I hate to rip on Adam Vinatieri, one of the greatest kickers of all time, but until Matt, Matt Prater has an Adam Vinatieri year where it's very clear, like, buddy, you don't have it anymore, and it's yeah. genuinely sad, that's when I'll stop believing in Matt Prater. He's, yeah. He had, like, a little bit of a bumpy start, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. When we were driving and Stafford was able to control the clock the way he was at the end of the game, we're very used to that situation. Obviously, the last... But we're in the 11 game losing streak, the last 11 games Correct. and whatever else was not very exciting. So, I mean, it was a little bit weird to be back in a position to actually win the game. But when we were making it happen and then Prater actually gets a chance to go out there, I I wasn't even like leaning forward in my seat. I was like, no, yeah, I don't know. I was He's, like, I almost turned it off because it's like, all right, cool. Cool. Good Check job. It up. Good job. Um, so I actually, I do have two more things to say additionally, um, but, but one more thing on Jack Fox, I just want to. Uh, re-emphasize sure. something that you said um like there is that genuine feeling of like oh man we're punting that sucks three and out well all right here comes jack fox he's gonna yeah. mix it like this is gonna be fun there's something fun about it um you mentioned jamal agnew which is great that was what i was about to go into so the lions ran two plays in the first half that i was really interested in neither of them worked but i was really interested <laughs> in it um one of them was just a straight i think i don't remember if it was a reverse it was a jet sweep to agnew but that's what it was. We ran like a reverse screen to Agnew as well. Neither of them worked. They both got blown up. They were two gimmicky plays that I guess I just appreciated that they were actually trying, you know, and if Arizona was prepared for them, like good, you know, good job. Great. I'm just, I guess, happy to see that Detroit opened the playbook a little bit and there was some versatility on offense. Um, that was, I guess, kind of fun. I appreciated that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I think people are being a little bit dumb. Um, Adrian Peterson received a majority of the carries, uh, especially in the first half, but in the entire game and on all Sunday year. against the yeah yeah uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. And there was a lot of well, why is on Johnson and why yeah, is DeAndre? Why, why aren't this is going? Why aren't they getting the touches? Here's the thing. Um, Adrian Peterson is the hot hand right now. I 100% get why people are upset about it. I absolutely understand it. Uh, and it's not like they're forcing it. it. You know, it's not like AP's picking up one or two per carry. Um, like, he opens the game. I think it was the second play of the game. AP goes for 27. And he has that spin move, which... The slowest swim spin move I in I don't know how that worked. <laughs> and Matthew, you remember a spin move that I had uh, in my freshman year of football. Ooh. It was reminiscent of that. Do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? The one spin move that comes to mind... Like oh, I think about it on the daily is Braxton Miller against Virginia Tech. Okay, okay. So that was so one of the I coolest. Was gonna... 
Yeah, it's one yes. of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I Didn't don't answer remember my yours at all. The, again, on the on the on the in the B game, I ran up the middle. Do you remember I had that spin move? I asked you after the game. I go, you see that spin move? And you were like, Nick, that was the. I'm pretty sure you said people were making fun of me in the stands. Uh, the same game that I had that punt return that you said that I was. It looked like I was walking after I, after I caught the ball. Is this ringing any bells? No. We'll talk about it later. Um. So what I was actually gonna say was I was what the joke I was gonna make was that AP spin that was no Braxton Miller spin, right? I'm not expecting him to do that though, because that was like the spin move of all spin moves. I'm not mad at it right now. I I get that people are like, well, AP doesn't have a future with this team. Like you should be developing these guys. It's like they can learn a lot from watching AP hit the same holes that they're can, supposed will, to hit. are. <laughs> and is the best teacher actual experience? I do not disagree with you, but it's not like they're not getting anything out of this. But... Carryon Johnson has been blocking really, really well. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I believe, had one or two catches on Sunday. Like he's a pretty decent receiver. Well, I say a pretty decent. He's a really good receiving back. Like, they all have their value right now, and I know they're one and two, but I, the run game is working pretty well, and AP is lighting it up. So I'm not going to go away from him just because we have some young guys who need reps too. That just doesn't make sense to me. I agree with everything you said. So just to add to that point, Adrian Peterson has just been the best running back for us so far. He's Correct. He's been impressive in the receiving because game. he's had the most opportunity. That's all I want to say. Sure. In the receiving game, he's done more than I, I guess I was expecting us to do with Adrian Peterson. Take it or leave it. Like, honestly, if we don't throw the ball to Adrian Peterson anymore, I'm not going to be bothered by it. Also something to be said about keeping the defense honest, but moving aside from that. Um, weird comparison. And it's different with someone like Carrion, who's been in the league for, this is what, his now third year. Uh, you think of the quarterback position and how many times you have guys sit for a year behind, like even Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith. Lamar sat Gosh, behind. that's wild. Yeah, Lamar think. sat behind uh, Flacco. Joe Flacco. So Aaron Rodgers sat for years behind Brett Favre. Like that's yeah. just, that happens a lot at the quarterback position. At the running back position, and honestly everywhere else, it doesn't really happen. In a situation because like there's, this. Because there's less years. Sure. For, for a running back to, you know. And usually they're just kind of ready to go. Like Correct. you can kind of plug and go right. as, as long as you can get them in the right situations. At the running back position, we have not had a mind or a talent like this in the backfield, yes. regardless of age, since Barry Sanders. We I can say what we want Javid about Kevin Best Jones. A joke, but yeah. No. I don't know if you heard my Kevin Jones joke, but. I did hear that. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> there is something to be said about just seeing someone as great as Adrian Peterson every day. Do it. Listening to him every day and how he goes about it. Like, there's so much to like be learned from someone Rose. like him. Again, yes. Again, there's something to be said about just having that talent in the locker room, that leadership in the locker room, in the running back room. He is performing on the field. Don't be upset about how well he's playing just because you want to see somebody because else you want to see other guys. for the future. Again, like, we need to win right now, if yeah. you guys are forgetting. Carrion was considered the MVP of the game from Daryl Bevel because he did all the little things. You've already mentioned that he's a great uh, pass-blocking running back. He is sensational at doing that. He he just he goes all out to do it, and he He's just great at it. I'm, I, I guess I don't need to say anything more about it. He's a great blocking back. He's also been running the ball decently well this year. 
I don't think that you never go into a game or a season thinking like, okay, let's reserve their reps to avoid any injury. Carry on has dealt with that a little bit so far in his career. So that's not great. So you do want to keep that in mind, but I don't think they're game planning. Like, okay, let's give carry on like four touches so he doesn't get hurt. Uh, you just kind of ride the hot hand. I don't think that there's anything wrong with just leading with Adrian Peterson. And then I hate to say it. You drafted him, what, 34th overall, something like that. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to be fine. He's going to have a great future. He's showing yeah. his worth right now. With the weird limited offseason that we had, it's probably going to take a little bit longer before Swift can really, really start to pick up. Honestly, I would say that week four is probably the time where these rookies will maybe have a bigger role or more of a comfortable role. The bye week will help too. Yeah. I just don't get it. I, I think our running game is, I think there's something there. And I guess this is what I wanted to say uh, once I realized you were transitioning to the run game. This is not a hot take. Everybody can see it. The team has addressed it. Our second half offense is nothing short of a joke. I right. have said it so many it's times. not even the same. And I'm sure that I've said it on here. You have to, have to, have to, have to run the offense through Stafford. That's not even a bias from me being probably like his biggest fan in the world. You have to run the offense through the passing game, which I feel weird saying you run it through the passing game. Using his strengths, by the way, don't roll him out on those weird. Like I think we we've, we've, uh, we've done that a lot less. I think that was like a one-time thing against the bears. You're, you're right. And you're definitely right. Yeah. It's one thing when you have like standard play action rollouts where you just, yeah, that's you not fake. what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. Um, so I, we have not scored 30 points yet. I don't know if anybody's realized that we haven't even scored 30 points yet. And I think this was my point in maybe the first episode, you cannot take your foot off the gas until you have 30 points up on the board. And usually, especially if you're a Lions fan or on the Lions team, if you have 30 points, the other team is not that far behind. We're not blowing teams out. I'm sorry. So, so you're saying if you're the Lions and you have 35, the other team probably has 31. That's what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So like you're, you're right for sure. My thinking is you can't feel comfortable. You should never feel comfortable in the NFL. But especially if you're not even putting up 30 points on the board, zero reason why you should ever start to get conservative with your play yeah. calling until yeah. it's literally the last drive of the game and the game is locked up. So, so go ahead. I was going to put a bow on this, but if you got something else to say, go ahead. I, my final point was pretty much just that you run the offense through Stafford. He should be throwing 35 times a game probably. The run game is meant At to complement him. I don't understand being a run-first team. We don't have that kind of quarterback. We don't have that sort of run game. I don't have the stats in front of me, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase what I think I remember. In the first half, we moved the ball very well. In all three games so far, we moved the ball pretty well. The first game against the Bears was a little bit weird, but we definitely hit our, like our hot streak. When we run the ball well in the first half, it's because there's a very strong balance. Like It's legitimately a 50-50 balance between run-pass. On first down, it's very close to like 50-50. And then just throughout the whole first half, it's 50-50 with pass-run. From memory, I'd say that sounds 
I wouldn't dispute that. Yeah, statistically, right. like it's correct too. Gotcha. Like that's where I'm getting. I'm just from. saying because you don't I have passed it in front the eyeball of you, test. Yes. Yeah. The second half. I'm exaggerating, but we're running the ball like seventy percent of the time, passing mm. the ball thirty percent of the time, and we're only passing mm. the ball in really forceful situations, which is where Stafford's picks have come from, and where he I don't want to say starts to play poorly, but you can see that it gets a different Stafford. And to no fault of his own, I would say. When we run the ball too in the second half, we are, I think it's like 90-10 on first down that we're running the ball. And on those plays, we're gaining one to two yards. Second and eight is not a comfortable place to be in. If you If the idea is to gain three to four yards per down, we're halfway there. That's a big difference in the NFL. Half is terrible. Yeah. Um, I just want to, so we're going to, we're going to, it's instead of doing a next week preview, cause we're already at 25 minutes. Um, I want to keep this next bit a little bit short. You texted me something yesterday and I rolled my eyes. You, I said, save it for the podcast. I don't want to do this right oh, yeah. now. I'm going to give you a few minutes here. <laughs> Okay, because we got some other things we got to talk yes. about. Uh, no, no, no. I, you're getting a few I know, minutes. I know, here. I know, I know, I know. Matthew texted me. I think it was yesterday morning. I don't, I don't remember when it was. He goes, "We have a very winnable schedule." Next text. Yep. Very winnable, like very winnable. I'm like, okay, like after. I'm sorry, you said after the bye week. I believe you said. I'm gonna yeah, give I'm, you yeah. a minute or so. Go ahead and and explain that to me. So Instead we got of doing the Saints breakdown, because I don't need to know how that game's going to go. I just have like a quick thing on it, just going through the rest of our schedule. Michael Thomas is limited in practice as of today. That's not oh. great for us, because if he's playing on Sunday, I don't love that. Probably going to put Okuda on him again. I'm well, sorry, Jeff limited, Okuda. That is good news. Well, that's like a no, because he's Boya, been straight uh, out. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. He went from uh, out oh, that's, to that's like right. I'm sorry. Back. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's like a Sekou Domboya entrance to the league when he's getting yeah. LeBron, he's getting Kawhi, he's getting Draymond three games Giannis, in a row. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff, if that happens to you, but I don't know, to beat the best you got, or to be the best, you got to beat the best, whatever they say. Yeah. And he, I, I, and I think he's, he's got, equipped to deal with it. He's yeah. got the mindset at the very least. Yeah. So, I mean, I would suck. I'd rather see him play against like somebody that sucks and then just dominate. But anyways... The Saints, it really just depends on which team shows up. Like, the Saints are capable of putting up 50, and they're capable of losing 50 to 10. They're a very weird team. Fingers crossed, we'll get into my prediction at the end of the game with my score. Saints, we got a chance. Bye week. Then we have the Jaguars. They won their first game, which was a big shock, and I do trust that there's, like, something there, but you got to think we can beat the Jaguars. Then we play the Falcons. You have to think that. that we can. I feel good at whether it's. You I don't know, you feel good, for, but okay. I would like to think that we can hang with them. And is that in win. Atlanta? Is in Atlanta, in- we have we got a back to back road series with the Jaguars and then the Falcons, and then week eight we come back home and we play the Colts. The Colts' two wins so far have come against winless teams. Right. I don't, and they're dealing with pretty serious injuries too, so I don't know that I believe in the Colts to really be a serious team and then but it's we, philip rivers so once we get to we, we beat him last year true true i once, believe stafford had a, a fourth quarter comeback i believe that was his last that was a very back and forth the, game yeah 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 week nine we get to the vikings 
That I, I feel have, great about that. I have no idea what to think, though, because they looked a little bit better last week or this past Sunday. And it's week nine, so they could be a completely different team by then. But right. as of right now, you got to at least like that. Or it's within our division. I'll just call all of those all of those games 50-50. So either- I, I look at, I mean, Kirk Cousins is throwing nine passes a game. And he's completing two of them. So I feel pretty good. If that game was played today, I feel great about that one. Which is kind of my point about like the winnable schedule thing. Regardless, I'm still chalking up every NFC North matchup game as 50-50. Yeah. Then, week 10, we play Washington. We got feel, a shot against Washington. Matthew, week 11. I almost, need you to, I almost need you to stop because you're week making 11, a lot of sense to me right now. We play the Panthers. There's a chance they don't have Christian McCaffrey still at that point. Man. And otherwise, that's kind of all they have. And Teddy's just, you know. Then we play Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a nightmare for Lions fans. But we play the Texans. Texans. The Texans have the hardest schedule in the NFL right now, and it feels very bad for them. Technically, the Patriots have the hardest for what it's worth. But the Texans is not very fun. So I'm going to throw the Texans up as another 50-50 game. They're such a weird team that I never know what to expect from them. But given their team right now, especially, thank you, Bill O'Brien, for trading away DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I have some faith in winning that game on Thanksgiving Day. So, let's rewind just up to this point. We play the Saints. In theory, we win. We're 2-2. Two and two. We're going to the bye week. Jaguars, 3-2. and two. Falcons, 4-2. Colts, 5-2. Vikings, 6-2. Washington, 7-2. So, what you have to realize, Matthew, is one of these, if not three or four or five or six of them, will be inexcusable losses, okay? My Oh, there are some this, inexcusable ones, yes. There are going to be some where you're just like, you can't lose that game. And it's going to happen. Um, whether it's an injury, whatever it is, God forbid Stafford is, gets hurt again, something's going to happen. My issue with everything that you just said is I believe it a little bit. Yeah, I, I hate I, that. I, I believe that yeah, it can happen. So I'm a little bit disappointed that you just brought that up. So we're going to go ahead and give us your final score for the Saints game. Your final score... Okay, that's it. We're gonna move on after that. Spent thirty minutes on the Lions here. That's okay. That's okay. Give me your give me your final score. I said forty five nothing against the Cardinals. That was obviously out of a lot of frustration. Yeah. Uh, are we? We're on the road, correct? Why do I think we're at home? No, it's at home. Oh, nice. We get them at home. That's actually really. Yeah. I mean, it's that's it doesn't no matter, fans, but, but it makes me feel better. I'm gonna say we're actually gonna put up thirty this week. We're gonna put up thirty one. I'll go 31-27. Pretty normal score, but that's about what we've let up so far this year. I think we're finally going to fix some red zone things, hopefully. Yeah. I'll go 31-27. Alvin Kamara is going to have a big game because we can't stop running backs and save our lives. But Yeah, I'm going to go 33-24 Saints. I'm going to give it to, uh, I'd like to say Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay. Not that they've been bad, but I'd like to see them more involved. I'm going to say Jared Davis, show me something again because I still... He had the one hit. No, Matthew. Uh, no, 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 no. Had... It's just that, like, he doesn't play anymore, so he's just, like, not going to be on the field to make a play. Gotcha. Okay, well, then, not even just that they're playing <laughs> bad, but I just don't see them, again, as, as involved as I'd like to. Let's go with Trey Flowers. Sure. You know what? I'm actually going to say... Trey Flowers. Yeah, I like Zach that. Breeze. I like that Trey Flowers, just because I want to see him. Okay, sure. Um, We're going to move on now. Matthew, what have you got on the docket for us? Uh, Well... I guess to wrap up the Tiger season, I, uh, I feel weird. So we finished with the third worst record in the MLB. But because we played so few games, it doesn't feel like it. And there was a lot of 
weird hot streaks. And Yeah, and there were some things to like about this team, and it was just kind of a whatever season anyways. Uh, so we finished the season 23-35. and 35. We were last in the division. Like I said, the third worst record in the MLB. It's kind of a relief because there were a lot of things to be excited about, which you always want from a team that's not good. But then we still finished with the third worst record in the MLB. So I, depending, I don't know how they're going to format the draft uh, next year. Yeah. I don't know if anything's going to change as a result of the season. But you got to think we're still going to get a pretty decent draft pick. So good, good on them again. We'll see what they do with... Uh, with like the entire franchise. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to like still trade a bunch AJ of people. Hinch we still need a manager or, or... or Don Kelly. We talked about that last week. Yeah. But tiger season's done. And then just a quick note on the Red Wings before we get into the Pistons. Don't forget that Tuesday and Wednesday of next week is when we will be uh, making our selections in the NHL draft. And we have, uh, what is it? Like 400 draft picks. Give or take a few. Yeah, Matthew yeah, so that's... Uh, definitely did not do the research that he meant to do, and he yeah. can't exactly give you names right now. Let me tell you this, though, before we move on. Red Wings posted something on Twitter today. They highlighted the the, the three best names in their 1989 draft oh, class. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Um, I didn't know all three of these players were from the same freaking draft. Oh, I didn't know that either. That was Lidstrom, the... Fedorov, and Konstantinov. Yeah. How, that has to be the best three-man pull from yeah. any draft, from any of the major sports I've ever seen in my life. And while we're on the subject, since we're talking about him, uh, the Red Wings should probably retire 91. Um, I feel like we're at a point where, it. I mean, it's kind of weird that they haven't done it. Um, but yeah, what a pull that is. What do you got for the Pistons, Matthew? Oh, did you not have anything? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, because you mentioned it. I'm sorry. I, I, well, know I just what, knew that I thought we you were, were just going to lead into nah. it. I apologize. So we've been doing uh, some of our media guys have been joining in on some media calls with a lot of these draft prospects um, that are some of the guys that are participating in the combine. Um, a lot of the names Pistons fans are familiar with are participating. Um, the three main ones, I think that people are interested in uh, two of them. Uh, like James Edwards, Rod Beard, Amari Sankofa, they spoke to them yesterday. One of them was today. The two yesterday were LaMelo Ball, who did confirm that he has been in Detroit since March working out, doing oh, yeah. all that, which isn't a surprise. We knew that. It's whatever. Um, we're kind of past the idea of getting him anyways. It's okay. Uh, Killian Hayes did mm -hmm. talk to the press yesterday, and he said some very interesting I things. I hate how excited I am. And I, I don't know if you it. saw the, the the screenshots are everywhere on Twitter. They're in like all of the every, I've it's gotten to DM to me like four times in two group chats. Seku, well, first let me say the quote. So Killian Hayes played with Seku Dumboya in France. They're pretty good friends. They have like there's like videos of them on YouTube like hanging out being friends. Very good friends. Pistons need a point guard. Makes a lot of sense. Killian was like, yeah, I, I would like to play in Detroit. Like, the prospect of playing with Seku is really fun. Like, that's my guy. I want to do that. And I was like, man. I, so, I so hate today, this. Hold on. I don't know if you saw. This morning, Seku posts on Instagram a picture of him and Killian and something. Else. I don't know what it said. And Killian reposts, like, the same picture on his story. And, and then he says something else. And it's like, hold on. Hold on. This is going to happen. I Killian Hayes like is going to be a piston. Now, his um, agent uh, said he prepared him. He's like, you're going to go anywhere between two and eight 
Yep. I, I did and see And it's this. like, okay, Golden State's not taking him at two. It, it's it's not happening. After that, um, you don't know. A lot of things could happen. And there's a failsafe. And the failsafe is Tyrese Halliburton, who the Pistons, uh, our media guys, did speak to today. They said of all of the interviews that they've been a part of, uh, Halliburton's was the most impressive. He was the one going the most, you know, in depth, um, really articulating um, whatever uh, answers that he had. And it's a shame. I, I w- really would have liked to have heard it. Uh, Halliburton is the one guy that I've been huge on these last few months, and at this point, I'm all in on Killian, especially after I these know. last 24 and I'm hours. Dude. So nervous that something's gonna go wrong. He's putting, he's like up to like six, seven, I guess. He's put on like 20 which, pounds which of is? muscle. Killian. Oh, don't say I that. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true the height thing is, but apparently he's like jacked now. Um, And the comps are like, people are like, his ceiling is Jamal Murray. Like in a best <laughs> case scenario, that's what you're getting. And I'm like, dude, I am, I'm so there for it. His vision is insane. He's a great pick and roll player. We got a lot of guys that he could. You know, like Christian Wood, imagine that. Imagine with Blake, the dribble handoff on the on the left wing. Blake Griffin to Killian Hayes, that'd be great. But Halliburton's a good fail safe. Um, and he was like, I would love to play in Detroit. He's like, I would love to play with Derrick Rose. I would love to be able to learn from Blake Griffin. And like just hearing that is like, yes. I would love the same thing. But I it's kind of weird that I talk about the Lions and I actually make you excited. And then you talk about the Pistons. You actually make me excited. I'm so nervous that we're not going to get him now. And I don't like that because I don't. Is that Killian? Yeah. There's there's some concern. There's a lot of concern. But but, but find solace in this. Well, I don't know. Because the most recent information that I just gave, it doesn't make you feel great. So the one thing that we knew about not just Killian, but everyone in this draft is the same thing that we've said a hundred times. There's no general consensus on about 98% of these players. Anthony Edwards and LaMelo are probably going one and two in some order. At the very least, they're going in the top three or four, right? Beyond that, I got nothing for you because Killian's been mocked as low since the lottery, as low as like 15. Okay. So there's, and it's just, he's, I just would be shocked if he went two, three, four, but then you start looking at, I don't know, maybe like, well, I mean, I there are a lot of what the, like what the, wild cards in front of us where like, you don't know what they're going to do even exactly. outside of what they need. They're just, you don't know what to expect from them because you think uh, of someone I, I, like I, Cleveland like, and you're like, what are you guys trying to do? Well, I'm not worried about Cleveland. That's just if, what came to if, mind. Because if, because let's, and I, yeah, sure. But if, if they take another guard. Three years in a row. That was my Colin point. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. It would be anarchy. Uh, that's my point, It would though. be, yeah. Um, I don't think Chicago's going to, not Killian or, no, or, 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 or Hallie, just because they got Kobe. Who's, right? oh so, my gosh. I'm blanking on who they're. What? He's from the Europe League, I think. Sadoransky? No, 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 no. In the draft. That they Denny? Take. I think so. No, I, I've never known how to say his last name. He said today he wants to play for the Bulls. Okay. So that's kind of where I was going. He's the one that's going. been projected there, right? Correct. Keep so going. Keep going. He, well, he seems like a guy who would – I think he's going to Cleveland. I think that's Cleveland's best idea. What are they going to do? Draft James Wiseman? They're going to re-sign Tristan Thompson and still have Larry Nance and Andre Drummond. They're not going to get James Wiseman. So it's like if you get Denny, he can kind of back up, I suppose, Kevin Love. 
You're not gonna like you could get a wing. You could get if if I'm Cleveland, I'm looking at maybe Isaac Okoro. I'm looking like Devin Vassell is not gonna go that high, but these these defensive wings, there's a few of them in this in this draft, and I think Vassell and um, Okoro are the best. And those are two guys who it's like if they come to Detroit, like ah, all right, fine. If they get Okongawu from USC, ah, all right, fine. Like Sham pointed out on Twitter today, you're getting the best player. Like at that point, instead of just specifically addressing a positional need, which is what Killian would be. And that's also fine with me because I don't know, man. And there's all these trade proposals out there. Uh, Detroit trades seven. Boston trades like 13, 26, and 45. Something along those lines. Three picks. I keep seeing that trade. Why does Boston want to move up to seven so bad all of a sudden? Why does everybody think this? This draft is not great. I don't know who Boston thinks is there at seven. Like, are they that? Like, I, I don't. I just. I don't know. What do they think that they need that bad? Unless they're unless like they're trying to get Okongwu or James Wiseman. I, I mean, I don't know. It just feels weird because again, I think they're they have pick at like sixteen or something. James Wiseman might be there. Like, there's a chance that he's gonna be there. It just feels weird. Now, here's why I like it, Matthew. And we've talked about this before. If you get those picks, your reality of Xavier Tillman and oh, yeah. Cassius Winston, which who, by the way, they are both participating in the draft combine. So hopefully we will get to hear from them. Um, could come to Detroit. Um, it, you know how I feel about that doesn't really matter. I've no, I mean, like I am there, part of me is kind of like. It's not gonna, like, why would we do that? But also, don't, I, I don't want memes right now. Fine. I, I swear to God, I don't want it. If it's, you know, like, but let's say, I just let's, don't. I'm actually asking, and I should totally know this. With the way the season is going to be completely screwed up, what happens first? Draft or free agency? Like, is draft, draft first? That's what I thought. Draft is going to happen. Um, I'm pissed because we should have been like three weeks away from it, but now right. we're not. When can we actually talk to... So like Christian Wood, when should we have a better idea of are you coming back or not? We don't know. Because, bear with me on this, it's a not accurate comparison, but there's something there. Let's say by the time the draft comes around, we kind of know we can't get Christian Wood to come back. Do we try to end up with Xavier Tillman in one way or another? I, I don't know that we'll be able to add draft capital to take him. But if he's available afterward, do we... This is a super hypothetical where we don't even bring he... Christian Wood back. I'd rather just get Christian Wood back. Yeah, so so for what it's worth, I'm looking it up right now. It looks like that the NBA offseason is supposed to start October 18th. I, I don't know if that that's, if that changed. Um... And th this was written sort of when they were tentatively announcing a bunch of dates. Okay. Um, because if the finals begin, uh, the finals run as late as October like thirteenth or something. So you know, are you really gonna have free agency? Like, is is like Rondo winning a championship and then three days later is like I don't have a job anymore? You know what I mean? Probably not. Well, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they do try to like expedite the off season a little bit and just like get things yeah. moving. I, I, it's not going to be then. On October 18th, there's no way that's still true. I, I think it's still tentative. But to answer your question, 
No, because Christian Wood's coming back. This is I want a, that to happen too, but Matthew, I'm it's not. This isn't a matter of want. This isn't a matter of desire. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Give me, uh, people say, give me three good reasons. Give me a reason why Christian Wood would leave. Because I think that the value he put on himself with this past season is very much worth a lot for a lot of teams, which sucks. Yeah. Because I still want him the, to be like a, the best kind of We have of more money than those teams. We're the, we're the one team that gave him that chance. But what if we're he just... The, I'm he just nervous. He played for five different basketball teams. And he played really well to end the year for New Orleans last year. Okay? And they gave up on him. They they gave up on him. They had to let him go because they had to sign Zion. And Detroit, thank God for Ed Stefanski, had the presence of mind to be like, this guy's pretty good at basketball. And then they're like, Joe Johnson's pretty good too. Our hands are kind of tied here. And it's like, I don't know that it is. I don't know that they are. I'm telling you, there is virtually zero incentive unless it's to play for a contender and he wants to take a substantial pay cut. And like, good for him if he wants to do that. All the luck in the world to you. I'm not mad at you, big fella. We gave him that opportunity. We can pay him the most money. If memory serves, we own his bird rights. And the role that he played this last year is the same role he's going to play next year. He'll have less touches offensively because Blake's going to be back, especially next to Derek. Luke Kennard's going to be back. Whatever point guard we end up with, or just player in the draft, I should say. But for all intents and purposes, whatever point guard we end up with, maybe if you get Harry Johnson, it's a whole thing, right? People keep saying that they think Christian Wood's going to leave, and they won't explain to me I'm why. on your side. This is just something I, that happens to us. I know you are. This is, just, this is just me saying this. It's not me saying it at you. It's just me like... We keep going through this, like, what's going to happen to Christian Wood? Nothing. He's going to be a piston. And they, they were talking to Thon Maker today on restricted free agency. He's like, I've loved Detroit since the day I came here. I'm just excited to be playing in this minicamp and enjoying the days that I have. And I was like, that sounds like a death sentence. That doesn't sound like a man who is, knows he's coming back. But he also has, um, I believe, a qualifying offer. So it's like, even if nobody signs him, he can just be like, ah, psych, I'm coming back. And Detroit's like, ah, so I like Thon's probably going to be back, but how I said to you a week ago, two weeks ago, I don't remember when I said, by, when we get to the end of free agency, right? When I get the Woj notification, Harry Giles signs a two-year contract with a, I'm going to be like, yeah, cool. What's going to shock me is if it doesn't happen, but when it, if people get my, my, my mentions are going to be flooded. Everyone's tagging me like, oh, you called it. I know. I know that this was going to happen. This is going to be the same thing. The Detroit Pistons have agreed to a, a new contract with Christian Wood four years, I don't know, $40 million, $50 million, whatever it is. Because he's not going to get 10 per year. He's going to get more than that. Um, and that's really what interests me more than anything. It's like, what what do you pay him? I, I don't know. And I don't even want to engage in that conversation because I do not know. I've thought about this for a long time. I don't know what you give him. Whatever he it, wants. To an extent. <laughs> I'm just really good I'm with just our nervous. money. Like, I think... You, Tigers aside, and the Lions are obviously as frustrating as ever, the Pistons and the Red Wings are in such potentially amazing places right now, and it's so terrifying that it could just be ripped out from under us because we built it up in our heads that we're like right there, kind of, and I'm just, I don't want my heart to be broken, that's all, but I'm also like, it's going to happen. Let's close on this then. Lay the groundwork. What doesn't break your heart? What's the perfect offseason for the Pistons look like? I was going to meme so hard and just say Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. I don't know. I yeah, like everything action. that you've said. 
Killian Hayes is telling me that he's coming to Detroit. He's texting me every day being like, I can't wait he's to be in Detroit. At, he's looking James Edwards in the eyes and being yeah. like, I would love for you to be my the athletic representative. Yeah. That's all that I want. So I would love to get him courtesy of his own efforts. Uh, and then you've made me very excited about Harry Giles. But also, Christian, like, I'm not kidding, actually. Christian Wood is my number one priority. Even if it's just to ease my mind. for what it's worth. Yeah. It's like a lot of it is just to ease my mind. I know that you're guaranteeing he's coming back. Until it happens, I'm going to be stressed out about it. So I guess for me, he's my number one priority. Again, you can keep calling it guaranteeing. I'm not even doing that. I'm just telling you it's a thing that's going to happen. It's it's not a question. That's There's nothing like the for definition me to, of a guarantee. <laughs> There's nothing for me to guarantee because it's not a question. If it's a matter of yes or no, I'm guaranteeing it. It is not a matter of yes or no. There is one answer, and it is yes. Okay, I can okay. I can keep quadrupling down on this if I have to. I will Just make whatever wager what a guarantee is. I will have to, I I will wager anything on this. I will I'll do the how Brooklyn had the Woj had the queen, the clean sweep tweet last year. The Brooklyn Nets are signing uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan like a clean sweep. I'm waiting for that. I guess Harry our Giles of that and Christian Wood is in, <laughs> is in some capacity Killian Hayes, Christian Wood, and Harry Giles. I wow. think that's a great path to success. And I think 66% of those players have a legitimate spot in Detroit's future for the next seven years. Yeah. I, yeah. I, won't fight. I mean, like, I want it to happen. I'll leave it up I to hate, interpretation but... to who the 33% of that party is that I do not think is important, but. For the time being, they all are. Yeah, I mean, I think I know who it is, but that's... Christian Wood. I don't think... Oh, I, I didn't like that. I actually thought it was Harry Giles. I thought he was going to be more like 26. He's got like I, four years still, of I this just, guy. Yeah, that's all I got, though. All righty, Matthew. Well, if you got no more closing thoughts, I think this was a very productive episode. Just to recap, give us your final score. I said 33 to 24, four. I believe. Yeah, and I think I said 31-27, so a little bit closer. Go Lions, though. Kick butt, don't suck. Go Lions. Kick butt, don't suck. Go Lions. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, thank you very, very much. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. We will catch you guys next week with the Lions uh, recap and the Red Wings draft ease. We will see you then. Shoot.